0: I heard something beautiful.
1: Not just music, but also this call to celebration. All that I have known was a land that seemed
0: to be in turmoil. Come on over. I'm not sure. Am I welcome? We sent out the call because everyone is welcome. We may
1: or may not understand the words, but in the deepest part of us, we must understand and appreciate the emotions that connect us all. Oh, sure we do. 7, 720 WGN. Ten minutes after eight o'clock. John Landecker in for Dave Plyer. That was part of the official opening ceremony of the current World Cup. And that was Morgan Freeman. I'm not sure I'm welcome. Oh, every we put the word out. Everybody's welcome Here. Let's go to Paul M. Banks. Hey, Paul, welcome back to WGN. Good to have you on the show.
0: Great to be back. Thanks for having me.
1: You betcha. Paul knows about soccer or football, depending on how you care to interpret it. An author and sports journalist, we've talked to him before. He's got a great book called Transatlantic Passage, <clears throat> which sort of tells a story, right, Paul, about how, how uh, soccer came to the United States from England. Am I right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always been this talk about whether Americans would ever embrace soccer or not. Right. Yeah. It's like anything else. We'll embrace the best of the best. And England has the top league in the entire world in terms of the club league. And, you know, it just got to a point where, you know, they were staging uh, exhibition matches in the summer and drawing literally over 100,000 people, sometimes 110,000 to some of these matches. And then. And then NBC bought the rights and they put on the English Premier League just like they presented it just like they would the NFL or the NBA or anything right. like that. And yeah. turns out it's a sport that, you know, it actually outdraws hockey. It actually does even better than that.
1: Well, I understand all of that what you just said and I and I've heard many times that and it's true that it's the most pop soccer is the most popular sport in the world, but not in the United States. It's like the rest of the world, but, but not here. Um, and I I think I know why. Uh, this is a little, so there's these two, well, let me get to this one documentary that's on Prime Video, Amazon Prime, called Good Rivals. Have you seen that by any chance?
0: No, I'm not familiar.
1: Well, you should check it out. It's about um, the history of the United States and Mexico and their soccer teams and it's evident that if uh, we're all a nation of immigrants you know everybody's families came from somewhere at some point and i it's just my theory that the closer you are to that the bigger soccer fan you are do you follow me
0: yeah i've definitely heard this theory uh presented before i mean that that's the idea of soccer being u- universal, being a game for all, and it kind of starts with um, with some of the immigrants, and you can see that, and that's why it's really big on the coast. It's really big right. in the cosmopolitan nations, and yeah, yeah. you know, Mexico, the Mexico rivalry is a very healthy one. It's a very good one, and that says something to who we are with our national team because Mexico is a top ten ranked team in FIFA, and we've been beating them pretty consistently lately. So. You know that's a big part of, of of you know you can always define yourself by your enemies and if your right. if your main rival is pretty strong then that means so are you
1: well I, you know I think you know that I know nothing <laughs> <laughs> about, <laughs> about this, so you mentioned England in this Premier league well England and England and the United States played today, and it it was a draw i mean zero zero where Does the English national team pull from the entire country, or how is that determined?
0: Yeah, England does. um, They have. It's not the United Kingdom. Uh, There's a Welsh team. There's Mm -hmm. a Scottish national team. There's Northern Ireland, and there's England. And England is ranked number five. And of course, you know, as the country that invented the modern game, they take it extremely seriously. And I would, I would go to a point. I would even say that the hottest seat to hold in all of sports is to be the head coach of the England national team. I mean, that press with their tabloids and just the scrutiny, just the constant, like today, today's a win for the United States because we're not supposed to be as good as England. And honestly, we kind of dominated that game, but we just didn't finish Or we can't, you know, we, we just can't seem to convert our chances other than that. We were, we were really special today, and to get a draw against them is like a win for us, but for them, a draw is going to feel like a loss, for sure.
1: We're talking to Paul M. Banks. He knows his stuff, and he's going to tell us more about it when we come back on 720 WGN. Even up again,
0: but it also means that the USA could win the World Cup on this next kick. Chastain will take it. She missed a penalty kick against Charlie and the Algonne Cup, and they lost that game.
1: 720 WGN, John Landecker, and Dave Plyer. It's 18 minutes after 8. That's one of the more uh, high-profile, famous United States soccer moments. That's uh, the women's soccer team with Brandi Jastain uh, beating, I believe it was China, and that was being played in Los Angeles. Uh, We're talking to Paul M. Banks, who's an expert on soccer and uh, the World Cup, and has uh, written a book called Transatlantic Passage. Uh, he also runs thesportsbank dot net. Uh, if you're a soccer aficionado, it's something that you want to check out. So, Paul, this World Cup goes on for a month. Is that right?
0: Right. And obviously, it's not supposed to be this time of the year. It's very, very uh, unnatural for it yeah, to be competing with the holidays and in winter.
1: Well, there's a whole thing about, as you well know, there is a whole scandal, if you want, yeah, a whole scandal about why that is the way it is. And there's a Netflix documentary, uh, unlimited a limited series called FIFA Uncovered, uh, which I watched and uh, FIFA has been uncovered. Yeah, it's not supposed to be played this time of year, but uh, the location, however it was determined to be... Um, it's just too hot during the summer months to play soccer there so that's how much influence was used one way or the other to move it to this time of year but having said that they can't they don't change the way it works they can change the way the location is but it's always it's every 4 years right and it's always a month long
0: correct right and there's there's 32 teams each team gets to play three matches in the group stage that determines the 16 that move on. And then it's single elimination. Oh, and we're, okay. we're up next. We're, we'll be hosting with Mexico and Canada as the three countries hosting in uh, 2026.
1: So let's get back to this group thing. How many, how many countries did you say this, this starts out with
0: 32.
1: All right. So, Group A, group B, group C, group D, group E, group F, group G, group H. Have I got that right? Yep. And all of those countries fall into one of those groups.
0: Yes? Four 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 countries per group, top two advance, round robin, everybody. You play the other three in your group once.
1: Okay. And the United States is in group what?
0: Group B was England, Wales, and Iran. What? And Iran on Iran on Tuesday is now basically an elimination game. It's winner go home. The United States has to win in order to advance.
1: You know, there's a, everything's got a little. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Social issue, attachment. political
0: overtone. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: would I would say so. It's the Iranians who who did not sing their anthem. Am I correct?
0: Right, yeah, they were protesting. There's been a lot of protests against Qatar and the host nation and their regime, but Iran was actually, the Iranians were protesting their own government and their own treatment. Um, And that's the thing, you know, whenever, you know, like like Eden Hazard of Belgium, he was kind of, I think of like the one player who's really said, you know, stick to sports and that whole cliche. He's the only one who's been outspoken on that because it's like, okay, well, when has any Olympics? When has any World Cup? When has any sporting event event ever been devoid of politics?
1: That's true. I mean, if you look at the history of um, Olympics, I mean, how would how do you suppose uh, an Olympic uh, how do you suppose the Olympics were staged in Germany when Hitler was in power? I mean, come on, uh, nobody's got. Uh, Nobody's hands are clean. Let's just put it that way. But this year, just I think part of it is the fact that it's so out of season. Perhaps
0: um, I mean that could have. Well, yeah, that to and it, it's it's in a different region. The, right. the Middle East has never hosted one. It's just too right. hot. This is the smallest nation by far to ever host it. Yeah. Uh, Qatar only has about as many people as the city of Chicago in population, and it's it's a, it's a country with no soccer history at all. So their team, actually, now they do have a history. It's dubious history. They, <laughs> yeah. this, is the, this is the earliest. <laughs> yeah, this is the earliest a host nation has ever been eliminated because <laughs> they already lost twice and they're out. But yeah, and then you know, you know, as we always say, like in American sports, on the field or off the field, in soccer, you say on the pitch, off the pitch. The the off-the-pitch issues with this World Cup are off the chart. Ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know if we have time to even get to all of them.
1: No, we don't, but we can do our best. So let's get back to the sport for a second. So the United States, you probably said this already, but since I'm not familiar with the sport, I'm going to ask it again. What do they have to do next?
0: Well, getting up, okay, so they've got two points, a draw with Wales and a draw with with England. So they have to beat Iran. Now, Iran is not, now, Iran had been considered maybe the weakest link of the group. That's not really true. I mean, they're kind of one of the higher-ranked teams that come out of the Asian Confederation, and they just beat Wales. So they'll be on um, upset special. Of course, England beat them 6-2, which is like an American football score of, like, Forty-nine to seven. So right. that shows you that on their day, uh, all- the United States. It's just yeah. they they just got to finish their chances. They they get the chances to score. They just can't convert them.
1: Well, you've been following the sport for ever. How far do you think the United States team can get into this World Cup?
0: I think this is a prelude to the next time because they uh-huh. had the third we've got the third youngest team at the world cup and every single player except one guy, Deandre Yedlin is in, is playing in his first world cup. So these guys are young. Um, They need more time together. I think this is about, I really think they should advance. In fact, every time they've gotten at least a draw or a win for their opening match, they've advanced to the knockout round, which is the same thing as the round of 16. So I think they'll get there. If they got to the to the quarterfinals, that'd be amazing. If they somehow got to the semis, that would be astounding. <laughs> but I wouldn't consider anything beyond is even in the realm of possibility.
1: Well, you know the whole situation and the scene. Who, who do you? Who are the favorites to win the World Cup this year?
0: Brazil's considered the big one everybody's pretty high on them. Of course, their star player, Neymar is now injured. He's out. He'll be out for at least one game, maybe two, but they look really good. France is the defending champion and they really impressed. Um, They have a lot of injuries, but it didn't seem to matter. They, they're very impressive. Spain has been the most impressive one so far. They won it all in 2010. So I think, I can safely say that once again, the winners is going to come from either South America or Europe, like it always does. Yeah. Argentina, interestingly enough, Argentina was considered one of the favorites, but they just got upset by Saudi Arabia. And that's one of the biggest upsets of all time. So absolutely anything can happen yet.
1: Well, you know what? I know nothing about the sport. And even just when you said it, I knew that that was a big upset. I mean, that's just, it, it goes without saying, um, so when this will all wrap up at the end? When when will it all wrap up? It's like we're going into winter. When is this going to be at the end? Towards like, around Christmas?
0: That this is going to. Yeah, wrap up? I mean that's that's actually. I thought you know as much as I hate the fact that it's this time of year and it's not yeah. in the summer and it's got to compete against all. I do think the advertising campaign that the broadcast rights holders made is really clever. It has. The actor John Hammond. Oh, right. As
1: Santa Claus. Yes, 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 yes. I've seen that. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's pretty clever because um, the last of the final will be staged on December 18th, so a week before Christmas. Wow.
1: Well, just goes to show you, you can never really tell what's going to happen in the international sporting world. Paul M. Banks, thank you so much for being with us again. Remember, uh, he's got a great book if you're interested in. Soccer, Transatlantic Crossing, and uh, his blog. And thank you so much, Paul. Thanks for being with us.
0: All right. Thanks for having me.